The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. Network. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both of you Both Mike Jones and John Brown. Welcome to the world famous Jonesy and Brown show. My name is John Brown. Across from me is my partner, Mike Jones. Mike Jones, last time we talked, we talked. We were coming off the Eagles' first loss of the season. They mm-hmm. seem to have bounced back. We will talk about that at length later on in the show. But there are actually other issues that we wanted to speak on first. Oh, yeah. Let's get into it. Oh, let's get into it, man. Uh, we were we were planning on starting the show talking about uh, Deion Sanders moving on to the University of Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, the news of the day kind of caught a lot of people off uh, a lot of people off guard. People were a little surprised by this. Brittany Griner is now free. Brittany Griner is now on her way home, if not home already. Uh, that's been uh, that's been a story of pretty much an ongoing story in 2022. She was in prison back in February, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, she was uh, it was nine months, char- I believe. She was nine months. She was charged, incarcerated, charged convicted and sentenced mm-hmm. and she, uh today she was set free uh the u.s uh government was able to organize a prisoner swap where they released a russian prisoner and the country of russia agreed to release Brittany griner mm-hmm. mike jones your thoughts uh you first all right my my thoughts were I I was happy. I, I was happy. I believed I didn't put a lot of I didn't put a lot of, into these charges. It just seemed the whole situation seemed kind of funny to me. Whereas the the magnitude in which they the Russian government, the Russian law enforcement seemed to make this charge just didn't seem to fit mm-hmm. the crime. And I think it okay to me, um, to me it felt like a lot of felt like it 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 felt like a lot of uh, posturing, mm-hmm. you know, using using her situation as an as an opportunity to posture, maybe even needle a little bit, but then given exactly the reputation she has in this in this country. You know, it was met with it was met with a lot of outrage. It was met with a lot of support, but it was also met with some indifference too. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I felt like uh, I just never put a lot of uh, a lot of stock into the charges, and it just seemed like this woman was being made and seemed like she was like Nino Brown, and she had like a like a an insignificant amount of possible drug paraphernalia. So for me, I was happy. I'm glad. Okay. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad she's out. I'm glad she's free. I'm glad she will put this behind her. I'm, you know, I'm, I don't feel 
I I don't feel the need to condemn her for the the charge that was levied against her. I think honestly, you know, this is a, a big unnecessary reason for her to say, you know what, I'll pack smarter next time. The okay. next time I, you know, if 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 she ever goes back to Russia again, I mean, I I, I think that door is closed. But nonetheless, I think when she's packing, when she's going on an overseas trip, she'll be a little bit smarter next time. Absolutely, but um, okay. So, start with this part. Okay. I absolutely under under no circumstances will you ever hear me say I'm the guy that thinks anybody should be sitting in jail for any amount of time for s- such a small amount of cannabis oil. Mm-hmm. I, jail time for that is excessive in any in any case. If you, in my opinion, that's so. That's number one. Number two. I am absolutely happy when someone gets to come home from being incarcerated for being for such a minute thing. Like that being said, let's talk about what happened. Okay. She was traveling internationally. So you say you bet she'll be more careful when she's packing next time. That wasn't her first trip to Russia. She'd been playing there for years. Mm-hmm. She should know to be careful packing every time, but especially during a time when they're invading another country. Yes. That when when they're looking for war, you know mm-hmm. Russia's a hostile mm-hmm. nation yeah. and they and they're the type that'll use people as political pawns. These are things we know about Russia. Mm-hmm. You you should be careful packing every time. Mm-hmm. And it now here's the other part of it. When you're traveling to other places, you have to know what the laws are in those places. Mm-hmm. Not what the law you can't say it's, it's here, so no big deal there. It's highly illegal in Russia to have marijuana. All right, mm-hmm. think about it. They acknowledged how minute of amount of cannabis oil it was that she had in her possession, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, now they were, it, hold on, it, hear me out, hear me mm-hmm. out. No, I, I just have a, a, a quick, uh, I'm not trying to cut off your point. I just wanted to ask a, a, a point of clarification. If you can mm-hmm. answer this question, mm-hmm. what is it? Because I, I don't smoke at all. What is the difference between cannabis oil and cannabis? It's like, it, vape, it's, it's like the vape. It's like the vape pen, thing? though. A vape, yeah. Okay. It's like a vape pen. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I, I'm. I, I'm it's, just asking. It's not. You know. It's not like old school. I actually have weed, and yeah. you yeah. know, she just had like like the stuff, the medical stuff, a vape pen. Okay. Okay. Stuff yeah, you say, yeah. what you see people walking down the street with here all the time. Yes. That being said, she's mm-hmm. not here. Hmm. And based on the fact that she has a little vape pen, Russian laws that were on the books, this isn't some new law, mm-hmm. her to 10 years in prison. That should let you know how illegal marijuana is in Russia. Mm-hmm. And having played there for three years, she knows this. 
So I'm not acting, I'm not, I don't approach it like it's some grave miscarriage of justice that happened to some kid backpacking through Europe and didn't know any better. She's a, she works in Russia. She should know better. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I will so, say, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't so, cut you off. I, happy she's home. But I'm hearing a lot of finally. And then the one, like, people say, oh, well, if it was, if it, a white person or whatever, they'd have got him out in it. If she, or if it was LeBron James, they'd have been got him. No. Okay. This is an international thing, which means you can't just do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. They First of all, they have to go through the criminal process, the trial, the conviction, being locked up, all of that, before you can even get to talking about a prisoner ex- exchange. They have to convict you of the pri- crime and make you a prisoner. Mm-hmm. So all of that had to happen. That whole process takes time. Mm-hmm. Before the U.S. can talk, because if the unless the U.S. is just going to go in there, guns blazing, prison break, start a yeah. start a yeah. war over Britney yeah. Griner. Yeah, that, well, um, yeah. well, that, well you knew it wasn't going to be GI Joe not a, up in this piece. This is not an episode yeah. of Twenty Four or something. Yeah, yeah, I, you I, know I, I mean? understand that. I understand in, that. In real life, this is the way it works. Yes. So all the finally and whoever else, like Paul Whalen, a name a lot of people probably don't even know. Mm-hmm. He's been imprisoned in Russia since 2018, and he's still sitting there while Britney got it got ex- yeah, free already. Well, well, it's fine. It's fine. I've, I've heard so that I, name I, today. I've, I've heard that name today too. And I think, I, honestly, I think if you you know how Discord works mm-hmm. in today's social media age. And I'm not you saying know, I'm mad at Britney coming home because yeah. Britney's situation, absolutely, that one's probably much easier to work out because yeah. of what the, what she's been convicted of yeah. versus what he was convicted of. Yeah, Britney Griner. Britney so, I don't begrudge them. Britney Griner had a a, a vape pen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, Officer Whalen is being accused uh, of espionage. espionage. Yeah, they think he's so, so that's a much that's a much that's a much harder deal to work. So yeah, I, I, I don't yeah. I, now I'm not like wanting to sound like I begrudge them mm-hmm. for taking the deal. Like, like they took the de- they made the deal they had available. Mm-hmm. They brought a US citizen yeah. home, which is what the US policy tends to be. They try they make every effort as much as possible within yeah. reason to but to bring people home, but there are like we said political and other factors involved. And, that and makes you know, some cases more difficult than others. you know how, how debate and discord works in this country, where people are quick to fall behind whataboutism. Mm-hmm. So when we saw Brittany Griner come home, the first, you know, the first thought out of a lot of people's minds was, well, what about Whaling? Mm-hmm. What about him? And it sounds good to people who, who, who are not a fan of your favorite word, Nuance <laughs> to the to, to these discussions. Whereas, exactly, like, it's, it's easy to say, "Hey, well, what about what about Whalen? How come?" And also, when it comes down to political conversation and political debate in this country, people are quick to want to hide behind patriotism. 
Mm-hmm. But furthermore, I, I, quick. Uh, I agree, and quick, I I agree with you completely. Mm-hmm. This is why I I, yeah. I love that we have our own platform where we mm-hmm. could actually have this conversation in more than a two hundred and eighty character bites online. Exactly. People you know what I mean? Hide, people want to hide behind patriotism. Furthermore, people want to hide behind our troops. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, there <laughs> which are is a, a laughable expression to me, but yeah. that's another conversation. But, but, but no, I, I get you. But <laughs> it's like people want people will use the troops and use mm-hmm. our armed forces and our men and women fighting, you know, for our freedom and all, every cliche you want to attach to them. Mm-hmm. They will use them as their vehicle to hijack and derail any political conversation people want to have. So here is a, here is a person who was charged with a crime. Mm-hmm. If you know, it was charged who, who under Russian law was charged with a crime. If you went, went to, to trial, went to trial, convicted, whatever, you know, and, 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 and then got the released in a, went through the due process went and the it, due process was sentenced and then was freed in a prisoner swap. But there are mm-hmm. people who, who will then say, because, they might not agree with whatever social stances this person might have taken in the past. Say, well, what about the troops? How come we're not freeing the soldiers? How come we're not, you know, when, Mm -hmm. which is easy for people who don't want to delve into the nuances of the differences between all these cases. So to be clear, like, they take all of these cases seriously and they make efforts in every case to do what they can to get these people home so it's it's not a matter of well if it was so and so anybody whatever this would have took longer or this would have took been faster they're not that they're trying not that president biden was the one actually leading and conducting the the negotiations but it's not like he was like their entire teams of people behind the scenes but it's not like president biden was like hey uh do you want do you want this marine, uh, this this marine spy to come home? Nah, we good. Just give us BG and we'll call it a day. It's not like he, that's what he said. It's not like he he had. There was a, a a chance to bring them all home, and he just and the president was just like, nah, man, just bring me Brittany Griner because I need this WNBA season to jump back off. <laughs> You know, that's that's just not the case. That's not what happened at all. That's not no. that's not what happened at like, all. There are literally entire task force of people behind the scenes working like between agencies and everything else trying to get all these things worked out to get people mm-hmm. home. And they made the deal that they were able to make to get someone home as fast as possible. It's not a matter of someone else would have got faster or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. they got somebody home when they could. Yeah, I'm happy yeah. she's home. I'm happy she's home. And, and I hope uh, she didn't. I hope she. She. I hope she packs more carefully next time. Yeah, and I, I think I. I hope she packs more carefully, and 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 maybe there are so many different discussions that can be had from this incident. I am not sure if they're actually going to have them. But nonetheless, you know, the fact that uh, the fact that this, you know, most of these, most of the uh, 
professional women's basketball players play mm-hmm. overseas because that's where they make their money. Mm-hmm. They might get their notoriety and their fame in the States playing in the WNBA, but their bills are paid. Their money is made overseas. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Brittany Griner has to, would have to go to Russia and there have been players in the, in the past, superstar players in the past who have sat out entire WNBA seasons in order to focus on winning championships and mm-hmm. playing entire seasons overseas. Mm-hmm. So, granted, Jonesy and Brown don't have an, enough time to dedicate an entire show to equal play or the pay scale of women's sports. But oh, I we do can talk that, about that, whatever you want. I, I, I'm sure we could, but we still we got a guest coming up, and there's other things that you wanted to talk about. Okay, you're right. <laughs> but with, but because we could talk about that one too. But that, but that's a fun that, one. But you know what? The fact that we got no bosses. We got no sponsors either, so we could talk. You know, we could we could have that conversation. But none, but nonetheless, I hope that it's a situation that maybe you know maybe it will lead to a, a a better situation where at least a player like Brittany Griner doesn't have to play in Russia to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you know, I I don't know, but in the end, I am glad she's home. I'm glad she's home. I'm glad she's free. I I do hope that that the United States is able to to keep up with Officer Whaler and bring him home too. And whatever you know, whatever prisoners are still over there, yeah, you know, keep and, doing you know, keep doing all that work yeah, behind yeah, the scenes on yeah, every case you yeah, got. And... Working. I'm pretty sure they're not just like, hey, we got Brittany Griner home. All that's right, so it. We, we good. cool now. We cool. Nah, now. That, that's, hey. nah, that's not it either. No. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that they're, they're not just like, hey, man. It's not like they I, say, all right, we're going to get Brittany. All right, yeah, we cool we got Brittany, yeah, yeah, we're done. Yeah, nah, yeah, that, yeah, we're done. They still working behind the scenes on everybody mm-hmm. else, too. Yes, yes, definitely. definitely. But, but welcome home. Welcome home, Brittany. Them BG welcome home parties are going to be lit. But, you know, maybe we'll we'll just we'll just drink water. <laughs> we'll, we'll just drink. We'll just we'll just drink some spring water. You know what I mean? We we don't need mm. that, that. That's it. That that's it. Stuff that you know the vapes you can buy at the gas station. That's all we need. Them gas station vapes. That's all. That, that's keep, all we need. Keep it. Keep it at a PG thirteen type. It a PG thirteen. We just need a quad. You know, hey. Mm-hmm. Let's hey. That that's all we need. All right. Other news going on. Other big news of the week. Coach Prime is on his way to the Power Five. Deion Sanders leaving Jackson State, going to Colorado. Exactly. He ain't swack, but he's packed. <laughs> he ain't swack. Who's but he swack? got a bag. I'm not swack, but I'm packed. And, <laughs> and I'm back. Uh, how are you feeling about Coach Prime, JV? I will say this. I'm going to put this out here, and then I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you rip. I'm gonna set this up for you because I'm because I because I'm a ball handling passing big man. There is a place where you can be disappointed that he's leaving and not think that Deion Sanders sold out. Mm-hmm. There is there is a place. I was excited 
for I, I was excited for Deion Sanders coming to Jackson State. I wanted to see what he would do there. I do believe to an extent he sold the public on a bill of goods that he was going to help bring attention and reform to HBCU football. I think he helped bring attention. I think in one of in one of his many many interviews that he's conducted one of the things that I respected about him and the fact that he went to Jackson State is he, ha- as a personality, he mm-hmm. has the track record and the resume to be able to call attention to certain things that are going on in HBCU football and know that he still has job security. Whereas... Other coaches might not be able to say this, might not be able to speak speak like that, speak on some of the the the, the pitfalls and the ills. I think he was able to turn around Jackson State. I think Jackson State football was a program that was floundering before he got there. He had people talking about Jackson State that Hadn't talked about Jackson State before. Might, might not have even heard of Jackson State. I'm going to be honest. Now, I mean, you know me. We've talked about this on this show. I was mm-hmm. born and raised into H, into the HBCU culture. I, myself, I am a proud graduate of Morgan State University in Baltimore, Maryland. Morgan State is, Morgan, you know, Morgan State is a part of the MEAC. Mm-hmm. That is the other division one. That is the other division one HBCU conference in football. So that was always Morgan State. That was Howard. That was Hampton. That was Florida A and M. That was Delaware State. Bethune Cookman. You know the, the, those South Carolina State. I was a, you know for me I was aware of the SWAC. I knew what the SWAC was, but for a lot of people, you know, who might just be casually. Uh, casually familiar with the SWAT. For most people, when you think of SWAT, you think of Grambling and you think of Southern. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily Jackson State. That's fair. You know, if, if you want to go a little bit further, you knew Prairie View because all their teams were always bad. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's, that's that's like like that's that's what you. You know, I, I, I was all, you know, you always knew because Grambling versus Southern would be on TV every year. And then you heard, you know, you would hear Prairie View because like almost every year, like their te- their football team would have no wins. I, my first, I think I first got familiar with Jackson State in high school. Remember when African-American College Alliance first came out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. I had a Jackson State shirt just because no one else had one, and I thought <laughs> it was hot. And I had a Jackson State shirt. You you would do that. Yeah, it's, it's fashion. No, but mm-hmm. but seriously, like, okay, I understand a measured level of disappointment, and but I mean, all right. We are in Philly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Within the recent memory, 
Remember when Matt Rule was coaching at Temple? Yes. Temple students were probably a little disappointed to see him go, but they couldn't really be mad because they know, like, mm-hmm. all right, we're Temple. Eventually, he was always going to go to the next level if he was having success. That's how coaching works. Yeah. And they, they, they understood that. It's not really any different. Mm-hmm. If you have a, a certain level of success quickly, chances are you move up to the next level. That's generally how it goes in sports. Mm-hmm. At no point do we ever knock anybody else for the desire to compete at the highest level. And then at the same time, if your people say like Dion sold out or he betrayed the community and this, that, and the other, because we wanted him to do something, not what he wanted to do, what mm-hmm. we wanted him to do. And then what are we supposed to do? Say, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart, the only people who get to elite uh, compete at the the elite level. Like, yeah. we don't want to see any of our, any black people compete at that level either. Just like they all have to go to HBCUs. Yeah. Like, what are we like? Which one is it? No. Well, because if I, I all those schools, if all the Power Five schools have white coaches, we'll complain about that. So when a black coach get is successful and goes to a Power Five school, we're supposed to complain about that too. Which one? No, but I, I think honestly, lane, well, I, I, well, I think to to the example that you gave, one Matt Rule was at Temple for four whole seasons, mm-hmm. and you knew, and, and yes, but to your point, we all knew that if you were going to have a level of success at a school like Temple, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't going to be, it wouldn't be long before a, a Power Five school came calling, and that's exactly what happened, you know. Matt Rule was able to have success at Temple, and what happened? A Big Twelve school was like, "Yeah, bro, uh huh, come, 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 on. come talk to us real quick." And but but I think honestly, you know, the difference is the the the. I'm not quite sure, and, and maybe someone watching can fill me in. I'm not quite sure of the pitfalls in the pro- if there if there are pitfalls and problems with American Conference football or Temple University football program. Whereas I, and I do think there were expectations made of Dion, but I think Dion actually, he played into them too. He said, I want to fix this. I want to change this. He's pointing out things that are wrong with HBCU football. I think Mm -hmm. he did. He did this. So like I said, I'm not calling this man a sellout because in the end, a, a point you made on, uh, social media earlier this week, which I thought was a very good point. Deion's 55 years old. Mm-hmm. How long you expect him? You know, it, and as much as you wanted him and as, as, as noble as an idea of calling attention to the issues of HBCU football, you know, he also had an agenda, an agenda that he did not hide either. Mm-hmm. I think I, I I think Dion in taking this job tried to play a little of both sides of the fence. I'm not quite sure if he I'm not quite sure if he was able to do well he didn't do it well enough because that's why he's he's faced some of the criticism. 
I still I'm still happy he's going to to, to Colorado. Uh, Chris Broussard made a good point when I heard him talking about. It. I think he took he he felt like Dion took the job at Jackson State because mm-hmm. Dion knew that he wanted to be a head coach, but he did not want to work under somebody else to get there. Uh, right. Didn't want to be somebody else's uh, coordinator. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to be someone else's assistant coach to get to a head coach. He wanted job. to prove he could be a head coach. Yes. And Jackson State was willing to say, hey, bro, you bring, they said, hey, Dion, you bring Prime down to Jackson, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and we'll give you, you know, we'll give you this whole football program. So in the end, I, you know, he was able to turn it around. I mean, he made them content. So he wanted a chance to prove he could be a head coach. They gave him a chance it. to prove he could and be he a head it. coach. He did and it. he proved he could be a head coach. But I, I guess. If, and if, now if, he's going to prove he could be going. a head coach I, at the next level. In the end, I felt like Dion came and all and in his tenure, I think he pro- he made promises and and fed into expectations that he was going to change the culture. And I don't necessarily know if the culture has been changed. I think he was only there long enough to help change the culture for Dion. We were expecting Dion to be a career HBCU coach. Because that's the other alternative. I don't know about a career. I I think I was hoping... You know how long it... Like, do you know how long it would say? Okay, now I'm not saying you, mm-hmm. but in general, I don't know if people have any idea how long it would actually take for Dion to turn HBCU football into what they want it to be. Like, they envision it being like the next Power Five well, level well, football. Well, well, like, right. well, look, I would say this, and, and we got to move on because our guest is here. We got a guest coming up. Okay, I, I, I want to keep him. I want to keep our guest waiting because I got a good guest for you this week. All right, I no, he was not going to turn the swack into a power fight. He'd have to be there 20 years. All right, but I think if you were going to turn, if at least I, I would hope he was going to be there at least long enough where the swack can move on without him. And I'm not sure if they can. I'm not sure if he's leaving Jackson State in a way where they will continue to dominate once he once he and his staff are gone. That's up to Jackson State. That's up to Jackson State. That's up, you know, that that that's up to them. But you know, we will see. We will see. But look, my my God, we we gotta talk Eagles. We are Philly dudes. We 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 gotta talk mm-hmm. Eagles. I got, um, for you. I got something for you today. Sir, now we we've had a couple we've had a couple former Eagles. In this mm-hmm. show. We have had this, but I, I once again I had to dig deep into my Rolodex of close personal friends, and I had to pull out this week's guest. This man is a former Eagle. He's also a former Detroit Lion. He was play for the Cowboys, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but. But he is a long time broadcaster here. He's been on the air for a, a, a very long time and he's very popular. His name rings out in this city and we love him. And I wanted to bring him on to talk football with us this week. 
ladies and gentlemen. Our guest on the Jonesy and Brown show is Mr. Gary Cobb. How you doing, sir? I'm doing uh, great. How, how, how are you guys doing? Oh, uh, good. P- pleasure having you all. I'm glad, glad you could take the time to join us. Appreciate hey, you it. know, you know, I, you know, and listening to you guys, um, you know, discussion there talking about Dion, I think that, um, you know, I just want to just throw this point in there that, you know, uh, maybe looking out to another former NFL player might be the thing to do because, um, you know, you're going to be able to recruit better and it might be an open door for those guys, you know, and, and looking in and, and who knows, maybe uh, Dion could uh, at least put them in touch with some people. And uh, with the fact that he brought that attention, see, uh, the attention was is the thing. You know, of course, mm-hmm. um, being able to recruit, you know, because you got to be recruiting then. You know, you got to be able to get the, the dollars now. See, what they could really use is a TV deal. See, that's what mm. they need. Is they need a TV deal because if they were to they were to get appealing enough to be on TV, who's looking at TV? Their recruits are looking at TV. Are looking at TV. So that's what they have to do. And and um, maybe they've taken a step in that direction. Uh, that direction, but I could see them putting together some type of a plan to try to do that, uh, and then. Uh, if they were to do that, then you could see where they really made some progress by bringing Dion. But he, he's got some attention. We're talking about it here. They're talking about it nationally, see, with the fact that mm-hmm. he brought that attention. You can't buy that. You can't buy mm-hmm. all that. How much would it take? You know, and, and really, this is what all the big schools have is they have millions and millions and millions and billions of dollars of exposure. Mm-hmm. And that's the way you recruit. That's the way your game is popular. People look at it on TV. So they've taken some steps in that way. And I don't know that one of the best things they might be able to do is to go after former NFL players as coaches because the guys will come in with a name. And that might be the best thing. And if they could utilize that, especially, but, but bring in guys that are serious about coaching. And, and they start off there. That's, that, that's not a bad, if they were to get a pattern like that, mm-hmm. I don't think that would be a bad thing because they would get exposure. And that's what they need. They need exposure. And that's going to drive up their revenue. Revenue is eventually, evidently, you know, is eventually going to be what they need. Is they need to get a, a good TV deal, and if they were to get that, then, um, you know, then they can go from there. But that's that's what that's what it's got to it's got to be. I hate, I hate, and, and, it, and it's, you you saw it a little bit, you know, uh, Eddie George at uh, Tennessee State. Yeah. Um, more my my alma mater, Morgan. Just unfortunately, uh, their football. Co- coach just left uh we had tyrone wheatley from michigan mm-hmm. he's the head coach for a couple of years but he left uh to join someone else's staff so it's mm-hmm. there like the precedent is there and i i, mm-hmm. I too like, gary like you said I, I i hope this leads to more opportunities and it doesn't just go back to the way it was that's that's my biggest fear yeah like you my got eddie fear. george down at tennessee state mm-hmm. uh-huh. so there there are a couple guys out there doing it currently mm-hmm. and then you know you uh you know, a guy comes in. You got a, a contact with one of a, with a a company that spends a lot of money in advertising. You know, you bring in these companies. You know, because uh, they're mm-hmm. getting appeal. You know, it's it's got to be that type of a, a thing. And you know, I, I think that there's there's uh, when you're getting attention, that's where it starts at. So maybe mm-hmm. somebody could take it with a good plan, and they start you know growing and going in the right direction, uh, because that's what you want to do. You want to stay in the news. And that's what they need to try to do. Okay. All right, Gary. 
You ready to talk some Eagles football, sir? I, hey, you know I'm. Hey, you know. <laughs> hey, if I'm breathing, I am. All right, all right. Well, before we get it, before we get into this year's, uh, uh, this year's team, I wanted to ask you a quick question about your career and your your time here in Philly. Yeah, because you started your career in Detroit. You played most of your career in Detroit before six, coming to Philly. Six years in Detroit. Yes, yeah, six years six, in Detroit. Six years in Detroit. Yep. Three, you know, three good years here in Philly. Then you, yep. then you, went, then you went to the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, hey um, now, now I will. I, I got to be honest. I, I, I told my wife and said, you know, I don't know about this, but I went down there. Jerry gave me one of his checks. Mm-hmm. I went over mm-hmm. there to the bank. You know what they told me? It cleared. This, this is a good check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, what time <laughs> you guys want me to be back over there tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I guess the, the the question I have for you, you know, you've been doing broadcasting for a long time. What right. when it was time to make that tra- uh, that transition out of playing football to covering football? What was it that made you come back here as opposed to uh, Dallas or Detroit? Well, you know, we really had already made a decision that we were going to live in um, the, the Philadelphia area, and it's because mm-hmm. really our kids. We got three kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we came. You hear from Detroit, and one day our kids came home and they said, "Look, um, you guys can go somewhere else, but we're going to stay here." We're going to stay. <laughs> so you know what that told us? Mm-hmm. We're going to stay here. You know they they mm-hmm. had they had putting their they were putting their roots down. The kids were in school, had all their friends. They're you know um, they're they're getting involved in different activities and things. They just mm-hmm. let us know. You know what? There are two ingrained in here for Gus to get up and go anywhere. This is us. Mm. And so that's that ultimately made a decision. But they they kind of did it unknowingly, but deep down they were just being sincere that hey, uh they're playing on these different teams and uh they're participating in the different activities at school and they're getting ingrained and they got all these mm-hmm. friends and their families and things. You know, it, it just wouldn't make any sense for us to get up and leave. So we decided, hey, this is us. We're here. All right. Well, now let's get into this year. This year's team. Let's get yeah. into this year's team, and let's start with this year's quarterback. Oh, because man. you, 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 you covered a lot of quarterbacks yeah. for this team. That's right. You've seen you've seen them come and go. You've seen some stay longer than others. That's right. And, and still talk to some of them. And still talk to some of them. That's right. You talked. You talked to this one. Okay. What is it about this one that that stands out to you? What is it about? Well, you know, what I, makes Jalen Hurts the real deal to you? Well, you know, I'll tell you this. You know, I um, when I came to the Eagles, really, uh, Ron Jaworski was the quarterback, but Randall Cunningham had just showed up at the same the mm-hmm. same year, and it was mm-hmm. time really uh, where Randall was here as a second round draft pick. It knew, you know, I think uh, you know, Jaws knew it was kind of a matter of time, mm-hmm. so. Uh, but but Jaws was a he was a, a classic pocket quarterback. He was the leader of the team, you know, very intelligent and grounded. Uh, you know, knew the things to do. Like everybody was going over Jaws's place, meaning like he's mm-hmm. like one of his uh, golf's, you know, uh, clubs or whatever. You know, he hosted the team things. He was the leader of the team, especially during their time with the trip to the Super Bowl and all that, which. Uh, I wasn't here for that, but I could see the remnants of it, the mm-hmm. leadership. Um, Randall was here. Randall had the skills. Like you see the way uh, Jalen's able to run. This is Randall Cunningham. He he really um, came to the NFL. They never seen 
a quarterback taking off where you don't want to get caught on open field with, with him, you know. Mm -hmm. The uh, defensive players go, no, man, mm -hmm. I do not want to get caught out in the open field with this quarterback. So this was really a forerunner of Jalen. You see somebody like uh, Randall, who's able to run and everything. Um, but Randall wasn't really the personality from a leadership standpoint uh, that that Jalen is. You know, he uh, Randall was uh, Randall loved to entertain, and he was a a a, a very um, aggressive about wanting to make big plays. And uh, Buddy Ryan uh, used to say that all we need is four or five big plays every game from Randall. You know, so he encouraged Randall to improvise and but in some ways that that stunted Randall's growth because he took a while to learn to do what Jalen does now where Jalen can sit in that pocket and beat you from the pocket he can sit mm. there he does not have to run he can sit there and beat you from the pocket we saw that against um uh against the Titans he said well I'm, I'm just gonna throw here you know uh against the Packers he showed you his ability to get out make people miss. He wasn't just running. He's making DBs look bad out in the open field, shaking them, taking off, making, putting moves on them. It's showing his athletic ability. And see, before, you know, people like Randall and Michael Vick and, and, and Donovan McNabb, you know, there weren't athletes at the quarterback position that could do that, where you do not want to get caught out in open field. Now, see, players talk about that. Well, look, uh, when you're looking at the tape going, man, I'm not mm -hmm. letting this dude do that to me in front of a <laughs> national television audience where my draws are falling down out here in front of a, the nation mm -hmm. where you going to shake me like this. He did that to, to um, Green Bay. He made a lot of their DBs look bad. And they had some of the guys that were in there uh, as a, a guy to sit there and watch him and make a tackle against him on open field. They had them there for that purpose. And mm -hmm. he made a he made him look bad because mm -hmm. he he's he's not given credit for how good of an athlete he is. He's a tremendous athlete. That's what he is. I mean, he, you know, you look at him, he could play running back. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. the dude could play running back. Look, he makes people miss. He's he strong carries, enough. He's, he's fast young. enough. That's mm -hmm. right. He So he has that type of ability. Uh, but the big thing that he does, and this is the key about him, is he's got these different ingredients. It's his intelligence and his leadership qualities. You know, you cannot, you can't buy that because what it does is if the quarterback stays sober, he keeps everybody else sober. Meaning like, mm -hmm. Hey, we don't need people here tripping and celebrating like we won the Super Bowl because we haven't won it yet, mm -hmm. but we are, we, hey, we are, we are, we are on the grind. We're getting better every week. That's what we do. We're not tripping. Like we're not celebrating so hard. Like we surprised we beat these guys. No, we expected to win. And now we stand on the grind because our, really, our goal is out there. And the fact that he stays so sober and calm and celebrates some but didn't realize that, you know, they still got a ways to go, it keeps every, mm -hmm. everybody else there. And he's such a young guy to be doing that. Usually it's an older guy that's like that. Yeah. Now, you know, Donovan McNabb was the leader of the team when he was the quarterback of the Eagles. See? He was a quarterback. But, <clears throat> you know, Donovan – really got bothered by, uh, you know, the, the noise here in Philly. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, I was on the radio working on WIP then, all those. And 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 I said, Donovan, man, you don't need to be listening to this stuff. If it bothers you, you don't need to be listening to it. Why mm -hmm. are you listening to somebody that's a plumber 
<laughs> you know what? I mean, and, and, and a great plumber. The guy might be a great plumber. But he's over here talking talking about what kind of quarterback you are, how you did this. And this. Come on. This dude is not, uh, you know, educated enough in football to be telling you what you need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't worry about that, what you need to be doing. But Donovan let some of that stuff bother him. And mm. he would he would be talking to me like this. Okay, Donovan. I said, man, Donovan, man, stop, stop, stop listening to it. I mean, I don't listen to it. Hey, but there was a guy called you last night, man, about nine o'clock, <laughs> man. I, I'd appreciate what he had to say. I said, Don, Donovan, man, you need to stop listening to his stuff. And that's really what um I think it bothered Donovan, ultimately made him bitter in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, he felt like everybody's against him. You know, because some uh, idiots calling on the radio, you know, uh, and I, I shouldn't call him an idiot. Not a guy's an idiot. Guy's interested in football, mm-hmm. but the guy doesn't know anything about football. The guy, and, yeah. who knows? Guys, it was an idiotic know? take. It, it, the guy's not an idiot, but it was an idiotic. Some yeah. idiotic takes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And here you got a guy that's taking his team to five NFC Championship games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was disappointing that they lost four of them. But how many people have taken their team to five? And, and mm-hmm. numerous times he went into those games where they, they didn't give him enough, enough weapons. Come on. Mm-hmm. Look, at, look at the way, and you got to give Howie Roseman credit. Look at the way he's try, he put people there for Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Now, now the thing about it is, um, you know, with Jalen, you know, I talk about something else, talk about from why this is such an urgent time. I'll talk about that a little later. But uh, Jalen is the leader of this team. He's very sober, very mature. And that's why you have this team. They don't over-celebrate if they win because they know their goal is a bigger goal. Their goal is winning it all. Right now, you go 11-1. and one, Your goal is to win this whole thing because they're, they're good enough to do that. And they just have to play to the level of their capabilities, and they can beat anybody. I mean, we've already seen that because they can beat you throwing the ball. They can beat you running the ball. They can beat you with their defense. And finally, last week, the special teams showed up. And I know mm-hmm. some of the guys probably stepped to some of the guys on the special team and go, I mean, because you get very close to your, your teammates on a, on, a, on a good football team because you, you're together all the time. You practice so up. At, at some point, you know some of the guys say, yo, mm-hmm. man, we got too much on the line. You guys on the special teams, I'm calling out every one of you. We, we see somebody not running down there hard. Look. If you don't want to play on special teams, let us know. We're going to get you out of here, you know, because we have to get good quality play on special teams because we would hate to have everything else in place and we get to the dance and lose it because of special teams or we lose some playoff game because of special teams. We do not want that. And so I know that they have started talking to those guys and they're going to get better effort. And if they mm-hmm. have to, they're going to have, have to put more starters out there but you can't just be giving up yardage and um, well, all that. And, and I said all of that is because, you know, Jalen, uh, he could he could talk to the special teamers because mm-hmm. everybody there expects him because the work that he's put in, I've never seen, I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback make as big of a jump as he made from last year to this year. I mean, you know, just from his understanding of every play, uh, where he's going with the ball, you know, all those type of things, uh, being able to put the pressure on the defense. He's really made a, a tremendous jump. And think about it. He's made this jump. And you, you're talking about a guy 24 years old playing at this level. The thing they got to do is they got to get out 
the money. They got to get mm-hmm. some serious bank, but but uh, but Jalen is, is a great person, great leader, and we've seen great quarterback. I mean, so uh, he's a special player. Now you started to talk about it just now. What I wanted to ask you with, with Jalen's growth, can you real had? I can't think of any. Can you think of someone, especially as specifically at quarterback, where you've seen this kind of jump this fast? See, coming into this year, JB would tell you I was I was a guy, I'd say Jalen Hurts has everything I want in the quarterback but an arm. And I, I and he still may not have the cannon arm like Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen. Yeah. But if you're on time and on target, we can work with that. Work mm-hmm. without you having the strongest well, arm. I tell you, some of the greatest quarterbacks I played against, Joe Montana, he didn't have a gun. Mm-hmm. On time the, and on target. Yes, he mm-hmm. got the ball out of there early. He was on target. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, so uh, I've I definitely seen, you know, his, his understanding of where he's going with the ball. You see very decisive about mm-hmm. uh, the different reads. And he gives guys a chance to make plays. Like, you tell those guys, and, you know, he, he, he communicates with them. Look, if I come to you, if you don't catch it, Nobody else better catch it. Mm-hmm. You understand? That's why that's why quarterbacks talk to the receivers because you come to a guy and he gets the ball picked off, you're not gonna keep coming to him, you know, mm-hmm. even if he's one on one. And and so uh, you see those guys have not let other people catch the ball. They either catch it or or, or, or that's it. But I think that uh, the jump that he's made, uh, it's it's the grind, man. The, the guy's been working all off season. Um, you know, I hear the guys talking about how, you know, he he won't stop, man. He is the driver, meaning going, mm-hmm. hey, man. So, hey, so what time are we gonna get this workout in uh, this next week? Where are we gonna work out at, man? Where are we gonna go? We, go, you know, you guys want to come down? We want to go down to uh, such and such, mm-hmm. you know. And let's see, mm-hmm. hey, he flies some guys down there, and they practice together. But you know, the leadership of all the work, putting in the work together, getting used to each other, to where they just have a feel, they know. When uh, a, a, a defensive back is playing things a certain way or the, the coverage is a certain coverage, they have a feel of what he sees and where he's going. And, 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 and you know, they talk it through and they've got that chemistry with each other. And you notice, you don't see him hyping uh, Jalen Hurts. Now, see, that's, that's the thing where Randall, you know, he kind of hyped Randall. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can't do that as a quarterback. You're going to get yours. Mm-hmm. You know, who is everybody talking about? They're talking about Jalen Hurts. Do you hear Jalen Hurts talking about Jalen Hurts? You don't hear Jalen Hurts talking about Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and so the, the guys, all those guys on the team, who are they rooting for? They rooting for Jalen. That's my man because he talks them up because the quarterback's always going to get the mic. Quarterback's got to make sure he takes care of everybody. See, and if he takes care of everybody, what is everybody going to do? My they, man. Hey, take care of him. They're going to tell, look. <laughs> If I protect, if I don't protect nobody else on the team, you are not saying anything about Jalen Hurts, not in my face. And you even see the guys protecting him out on the field. If you go near him, you got the opposite lineman over there pulling people off of Jalen and stuff. Mm-hmm. That is the kind of atmosphere. But in order to have that, though, see, you got to lead. You got to be unselfish because you are going to get yours. If the team wins, the quarterback is going to reap. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you take care of everybody. You don't have to be pushing you. 
you know, and you see quarterbacks pushing themselves like, you know, Kyler Murray. I see him getting, I mean, getting out of line, man. Look, Kyler, you don't be, you know, like, uh, like he, he'll, he'll throw a ball, let's say, and it's knocked down mm -hmm. and he's over here making signs. Yeah. You know? Yo, man, why are you going to play up my man? You don't do that. You don't see Jalen doing that ever. Yeah. Murray's got bad body language and it's like, he doesn't, it's like, I, I, maybe because he's spent so much time playing the game at a high mm -hmm. level, he doesn't understand how football is produced as a TV product. Yeah. Whereas he may, does he not realize that there's going to be a camera on him <laughs> right <laughs> after every pass? So I when think he's he, making, the I think he's just trying. He's just trying to you know uh, point the finger. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you point the finger as a quarterback, believe me. The guys are in there. They go out. The boys are going out afterwards going, man, here's the life of the lineman. Hey, man, if my guy rings his neck, man, I, I ain't going to be that upset. You know, because you, you're, not, you're, not, uh, you're not taking care of everybody else, man. And, and as a quarterback, you're going to be talked about more than anybody anyway. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get true. yours. You make sure you spread it out because you're all the ways. The first one they're going to want to talk to, like when you blow somebody out, First one, who wants to, who they want to talk to? Quarterback. Talk to the yep. quarterback. Of course. Yep. So you don't ever have to worry about getting your credit. Mm -hmm. uh, but you, mm -hmm. you take care of the other guys, and, and they will be singing your blessings too. You know, they'll be talking about how great you are and everything. So that's just something that you see Jalen. He does a great job of that. And, of course, he grew up with – dad was a coach, and uh, he got that training early. Mm -hmm. uh, but he, he's got those ingredients as a person to know, look, you take care of other people, they're going to take care of you. This is the mm -hmm. way it works, man. You know, and the way he's shining and everybody's happy. All the team, they're happy for him because they know Jalen is not the one that's going to be over here talking about how great Jalen is. And they know that uh, he's, he's going to be unselfish. So um, if we could go away from the quarterback real quick, on the other side of the ball, there was a guy I was really happy to see they picked up on draft day, but then he hasn't played much all year. So this past week, Nicobe Dean, what did you yeah. see from him this week? Well, you know, what you're going to see is, you know, the thing about it is this is long term. It's going to be a long term things from, from what I saw this past week, which is you see how comfortable he jumped in there. Mm -hmm. uh, he's he's uh, he, he's just instinctive about knowing where to go, playing behind those guys. They're keeping him clean. He's He's going and attacking the run. Uh, very instinctive. Uh, looked like he'd been in there all year, the way he jumped mm -hmm. in there, the way he was playing. Mm -hmm. And this is just going to mean that probably Kazir White is probably not going to get re-signed. Mm -hmm. You know, he's probably going mm -hmm. to have to go somewhere after this year. But, it, you know, you know, they brought him here to step in. Uh, but, you know, they had these veterans and they're playing well. Uh, but he just showed that he's been studying. And, and this can't say enough about a good team. See, a good team, we've seen on this team numerous times, everybody steps in. They have been preparing. So he's been preparing and waiting for his turn because I just looking at him on the tape, as quick as he, he was when it comes to reading the blocks, even though he hasn't been playing, but he's been playing mm -hmm. against the Eagles, you know, in, mm -hmm. in practice. but he just looked sharp. He looked, he looked quick. He looked sharp, decisive. And he just showed what we're going to get uh, from a player is that he's an outstanding linebacker. And the thing he, that's great is 
they have a big defensive line that's going to keep people off of him because he's not the kind of linebacker where if you got all these guys coming off on him, he's not going to play as well because he's he, he's so small. Mm-hmm. But with, with them, with having these big monsters up in front of him, which he had before, he had you know Jordan Davis and those monsters down there in Georgia, that he's quick with reading things and he's just going to be a playmaker. He's going to be making a lot of tackles. Uh, he's good in coverage. And he fits today's game because it's a mm-hmm. passing game mainly. Yeah. You mm-hmm. need a linebacker that's got coverage skills. And I think he's going to have um, a great career here. And he'll probably be starting next year. You know, you can mm-hmm. see that. And you being a former linebacker, and you've seen you've seen your share of linebackers come and go from this yeah. city. And, mm-hmm. and you see how this team, is, the attitude that they have kind of taken over the last – 10 or so years to that yeah. position. Like, how good is this linebacking core to you now? You see, you, you know, you see White, you see Edwards, and now you see the type of player Dean has been able to step up and mm-hmm. be. Because I think there were there were some questions. When you yeah, yeah living at time on the field, you start to yeah. wonder that yeah. Yeah. like why is, is isn't he, why isn't well, he playing? Of course, you know, I didn't like it uh with, with the, the whole mentality they went uh even though in a in a way I I understand it because uh, you you can't um, – the game is not the game that I played. It's not the same game where the linebacker is as valuable, or at least as many linebackers are valuable. You still have linebackers on the field. You just don't mm-hmm. have as many. And really, if you're a linebacker that can't run, you're a liability. You can't afford to have you out there because mm-hmm. they throw the ball so much, and they get linebackers having to cover the tight end, got to cover the backs. If you can't run, you're a liability. So you got to be able to run. Uh, Kazir White is better as a pass coverage guy than he is against the run. That his strength is in pass coverage because he's a converted safety. Now, okay, is he able to make plays against the run? Yeah, he makes some plays, but that's mm-hmm. not the best part of his game. He's outstanding in pass coverage, and the thing he's able to do is he reads the coverage. You know, he's a safety, so he he knows the routes they're running, and he gets he's got a good feel for that. And, uh, you know, uh, Edwards, too. I mean, I can, I got to take my hat off to Edwards. He's shown everybody how good of a player he is. He's gotten better while he's been here. He's gotten better and better, and he just shows great instincts for making plays, getting to the football. Uh, they've had tremendous linebacker play so far this season, and, and you got to give the defensive line credit for that, Is especially with these big boys they brought in here now. These guys are block eaters. Meaning, like they eat up blocks. Uh, they're always going to demand a double team. It's very hard to single block these guys. So, if they got a double team, those guys, it leaves the linebackers free to go. See, and and that's what you have. And and playing behind, you know, big people like that, really is great for the linebackers. It's going to keep them free. Uh, they're going to be able to make a lot of plays in the running game. And then uh, both of these guys are very good at playing the pass. And that means they, they're smart. Uh, they study alignment. They study the different routes. You look at what people like to do, uh, and they have a feel for where the quarterback's going to go, and uh, they're able to play smart football. And, and, you know, and you can't say enough about the linebackers, how well they played so far this season. Uh, it's been outstanding. And, uh, you know, they haven't been perfect, uh, but they've gotten better. And, you know, the strength of their game, I think, is against the pass. And the NFL is a passing league now. It's it's more passing than it is running. Mm-hmm. And of course, the quarterbacks are you know are the key. If your quarterback's playing well, then your team is playing well. And that's why 
you know, Jalen right now is a, is a leader. And as far as I'm concerned, I'd have to put him ahead of Mahomes right now as the MVP of the league because he's the main reason that they're winning. You got to give the defense credit, uh, the, the defensive line. Um, you know, they've done a great job. But the number one reason that they are where they are is Jalen Hurts. And I think he should be the leader right now uh, in, the, uh, in, in the MVP race. So you have J- you have Jalen Hurts in your MVP race. Would you put Nick Sirianni in your Coach of the Year race? Yeah, I would. I would have to. I mean, you know, uh, with a team eleven and one, I think he deserves that because, you know, this team. You look at where they they uh, have progressed from last year, where they're at right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I definitely think that you would have to say that he's he's among that group. Um, I think that there are probably some other guys that I might put ahead of him. And the reason being is how we stack this team with a lot of talent. That would be the only thing going against him is that uh, you look at this team and you say uh, that, that how we really he's done a monster, monster job. I mean, look at bringing in um, Chauncey uh, Johnson, Gardner Johnson, bringing mm-hmm. him in. You know, I didn't know that he, he was such a, um, a, 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 a hawk. A ball hawk. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, look at the plays he's made, and 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 then he goes down, and this other guy they bring in, he's he's playing well, making plays too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's um, so you got to give Howie credit for that. Look how look how much talent they brought in on this team. Now you, Bradbury, you know, that's Brad, been a perfect addition. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Brad Bradbury is, uh, you know, I love to go in there and talk to him because Bradbury's a, a, a old head, see, <laughs> very mature. You know, and and he looks at the game, and he, he and he's smart. I mean, he knows the game. He's not just out there just going mm-hmm. through the motions. No, no, he understands the essence of the game. Like so, that's why if you do certain things, like once they um they took uh, one of the uh, receivers for Tennessee off the field, uh, the number one pick that they they picked in place of uh, a Traylon Burks. Traylon mm-hmm. Burks. So they take him off the field. He's the only speed they had. The burner speed. Mm-hmm. So once they took him off the field, they're locking down and they're they're not backing up. They move up on all the other receivers because they know these guys can't run. They ain't running no. They're gonna be running no short route. Well, you know the game was over because they're locking down all the short stuff. They're jumping mm-hmm. it. Now, mm-hmm. now that's just smart football, see. And Bradbury's got that type of intelligence. The same thing with Slay. You know, smart football players. So you got those guys and. And, and see, this is one thing that, you know, Howie had made a mistake years ago where they had that team where they had all these, uh, you know, they brought in a lot of free agents and things. Mm-hmm. But, see, it's not about just the free agent. It's the personality of the guy. Yeah. you got to bring in guys that are team first. See, you can't be going getting guys that are going to come in and say, oh, me, 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 me. No. They got guys that know and, and understand and intelligent about winning. And they, are un, you know, uh, um, unselfish players and of course Jalen's leading this thing because he's unselfish so then you every got everybody else getting getting in line you see this team this team is not talking about stats how many of these guys mm-hmm. be talking about stats they don't talk about stats they talk about winning and, mm-hmm. and that atmosphere is what you want on the team and that's the way you build a team rather than just trying to put together all-star teams so you want to bring you want to uh, build a group of guys where they're playing together and, and that's what they did. I mean, even like uh, Gardner Johnson, if you would look at him, you could see he's kind of brash and everything. But the thing about him, he's a team player, though. 
you know, he likes to have a good time. He's going to give you mm-hmm. some lights and, you know, he's going to be himself and everything. And he's got a lot of personality and everything, but he's a team player. You don't mm-hmm. see him, you know, where anybody has any trouble with him. He's going to do his job and, and try to help this team win. And not and out there getting a bunch of dumb penalties and stuff right. like that. Yep. That's right. You don't see that. You not getting into stuff after the whistle. Mm-hmm. Just out mm-hmm. just playing the game. Now, now exactly. see, these points you guys just made right there. See, some people don't look at that. But, see, the Eagles are looking at that type of thing. And they you look at all the guys they brought in. Every guy is a team-oriented guy. He's a professional. Is uh, 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 very mature about mm-hmm. the way he plays the game. That's the kind of guys they brought in. And that's why you notice – how many of these guys have been able to come in and flow? There hasn't been any talk of any mm-hmm. problems with anybody. And, and that's why how we learned from that last time, mm-hmm. make sure you mm-hmm. bring in the right type of players. And they look, at the, look at the two defensive tackles that they brought in when, when Davis went down. That's right. You know, they were able to just come in and, and fit right in. And, and fit right in. That's right. And you don't have and, any nonsense. You got everybody trying. What do I need to do to win? And, and they're students, too. Yeah. Smart players, you know, they knowing what they're supposed to do and then knowing how to prepare and everything. This that's why, you know, you've just got uh, it's just good stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and Dominic and Sue had a little bit of a, a, a reputation for nonsense in, you know, earlier in Early his career. In his career. There, you in know, Detroit. there were there were some he, he had some incidents, but even, you know, even now he's come in. Yeah, he mm-hmm. that's right. does his job. That's right. And, and you know, and, uh, you know, he did early in his career, he did have that, uh, you know, a reputation for things. But you see, he he outgrew, he grew, outgrew it. And so mm-hmm. you got a guy comes in, you you hear the guys talk with him. Like, you know, look, man, hey, what do we need to do to win? Because they know if we win, there's plenty of fruit for everybody. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Winning takes care of everything. You know, a, a lot of the guys that are on the team now, they're probably not going to be back next year. And, I, you know, I, I, I might as well get into that a little bit is that, Mm-hmm. They got they got to pay Jalen. When they have to pay Jalen, they're not gonna be able to pay everybody. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. means that that's why they got those two first round draft picks. You know, those those are those huge. Picks are, you know, those yep. picks are huge. They're gonna be utilized, um, and and so they're gonna be picks that now they got to get those picks right because those guys got to come in and play because they can't pay every you can't pay everybody, and so mm-hmm. you you're gonna see that and. So chances are, who knows? It could be a cornerback. You know, it could be a cornerback could be one of those picks because I doubt if Bradbury will be back. You know, he's probably mm-hmm. somebody else is going to be willing to pay him. Because Maddox uh, already has an extension, so he'll be around right. for a couple yeah. years. Everybody, you know, uh, you 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 know what I said about um uh the linebacker position, you know, with Nicobe Dean stepping in there, you better believe. Chances are maybe because Zero White is going to sign for somebody else. Yeah. Uh-huh. They can't pay him. They go, no, we got to have uh, one of these young guys play that because we can't pay everybody. And some mm-hmm. of these guys aren't getting paid yet, see? So you're going to have those in those positions. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have – that's what they're going to be dealing with next year. But this year, that's why there's an urgency to where this team is capable of winning this thing. They got to go ahead and do it because you're not going to see the same team back next year. This, so – so as you, you hear as him you say he's that, saying the right I, thing. He said he's capable. I heard, capable. I so, heard so it. So as you say capable. that, yeah. is there anything to fear in the NFC from Minnesota or Dallas? The two best records. I, I would. I'm leaving San Fran uh, out because their quarterbacks yeah, well, down. I, yeah, but I would. I would. But I, I saw the quarterback this this week. I I thought he played well enough. I I see a young guy that 
he knows where he got to go with the ball, and and he's gonna, you know, I just think they're gonna be have to be dealt with. But Dallas is clearly one of the teams. Dallas has got a quality team. Now, are they going to be able to uh, move the ball against the Eagles like they've done some of these other teams? Probably not. Not at that same level. But it's going to be a fight, man, because mm. they got a good, they got a good defense. I mean, they got an outstanding mm-hmm. defense, and they got some, you know, people on their defense. They're hunters, man. They are coming. Those boys are coming off that corner, and everything. I mean, it's it's great football. But mm-hmm. so you know, uh, uh, I I think they're I think they beat Minnesota. You know, I think they're better than Minnesota. I think that, uh, but you know, I got to give Minnesota credit. You know, they, <clears throat> you know. They've got some outstanding players, and um, you know they got a good football team too. But I, I just think it's probably going to be between the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the 49ers as to who who goes to the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I think the, I put the Eagles in the lead uh, because I think that they're further along um, with the fact that they got so much versatility. And uh, but it's going to be one particular Sunday. Uh, the game is probably going to be played at Lincoln Financial Field, mm-hmm. and the Eagles just got to show up as mm-hmm. the better team that day. Uh, all what was done during the regular season that does not help you on the game on the day of that game. You have got to win that game, and that's that's where and, and they they've got to start doing things now. And see, uh, a guy I played with in college, uh, Ronnie Lott, he used to tell me how, you know. Once they got to this time in the season, some of the coaches, like they would have some of the, the guys start doing research on the people they know they're going to have to play. So they mm-hmm. start drawing up plays for their game against the Cowboys or drawing up plays against, you know, let's say uh, they're going to play the Washington Redskins back then. or You know, so they start drawing up plays. And that's what the Eagles have got to do. They got to start where they got some staff, start researching these top teams because ultimately, that's who they're going to have to beat to go to where they want to go. All of the, you know, the pats on the back and all that, it's not its not about any of that anymore. It's not even about these games. They want to do different things in these games to prepare so they're ready when everything is on the line in these playoffs. Uh, because they're going, to have a, they're going to have a chance probably to host everything uh, in order to take that trip. Arizona. Now I'm already going to be out there. I got to do out, do stuff for the NFL, so I'm going to be mm-hmm. out there. I just hope that team like, like what, is going to be out there. What, they so when you and, and you know what, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be in Arizona. I will. Be are there. you? Are you? Like, like he's going to be like, there what, no matter what. He's going to yeah, be there I, no I, matter I, what. Yeah, so they're going to put you in like a suite, right? You're going to have like a suite. Taking care of. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that means, you know, if, if a couple of uh, young independent podcasters wanted to take a road trip out there because we, we, we can't afford to fly. Well, hey, so we hey just, you got to go get like, hey, oh, oh, go Road trip. You, know, you can take a road hey, trip. I'm flying. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> you can take a road trip. Well, look, I'll have to leave. I'll have to leave before you. I'll meet you out there. But you know, if, if we want to, you know, kind of hang with it with with, hey. with the former NFL player and, 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 and we could do that. Broadcasting legend. 
They have know, some. They have some really nice events prior to the Super Bowl. You guys wouldn't really like these events they're gonna have. Okay, well, look, man. You know, if you need to put a couple assistants down, you know, a couple production <laughs> assistants, whatever, whatever title you want to give us, you know, you want to just tell people we work for gcob.com or whatever, got, you know, gcob enterprises, I, you know, whatever it is, you know, I got look you. out, look out for a couple brothers. I, I, I got you. Uh, oh please, man. Get, Look, this is on tape. We recorded. Look, these guys <laughs> take care of us. All right, we we in there, man. Uh, real quick before uh, we let you go, what are you working yeah. on now, sir? Well, uh, really now, uh, I'm I'm getting ready to, uh, in fact, do some things as on a podcast because I, I just have people asking me that um, you know I haven't gotten into it, uh, but I am going to get into it. Um, but I just want to make sure I do it the right way, and I really want to get into it and talk about. You know, football, yeah, that's what I'm going to major in. But I want to talk about the other sports, too, because I can't help but look at the Sixers, and I want to say something about them. I look at the Phillies mm-hmm. and what they have done. Yes, sir. Oh, I mean, man. like the Phillies, man. What a, wow. You know, I, I know the owner, and I just have to give him a pat on the back for the job he's done and show how serious he is. You know, Absolutely. Because, you know, uh, with, with the Mets, you got to stay up with them and, mm-hmm. and all the things they're doing up with, with some of these teams spending all this money. But they said, you know what? We are going getting the pieces because, yeah, we came close. They just made, basically said, look. We want to win. We want to win this yep. thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I see, you know, uh, sports here in Philadelphia can't help but be excited by a lot of things that are happening. So I definitely want to talk uh, about it. And I just don't want to be limited to the Eagles, even though, of course, that's uh, pr- probably my number one focus is with that, with a doubt, the Eagles, because, you know, I've been on the team and, uh, been around it so long, but this is an exciting time sports uh, in Philadelphia. And I would just tell everybody, just keep your head on the swivel because I'm mm-hmm. going to be doing some stuff with the podcast and having some fun with it. And, uh, you know, I definitely would let you guys know as well. Uh, we'll be looking forward to it. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. All right. Well, look, man, Gary, it's always a pleasure, man. Thank you. I appreciate you coming uh, on, thank man. Thank you. I've always appreciated you, always respected you. You know, glad, you know, we can still be cool. Thank you for coming on the show, man. My really pleasure. And, uh, hey, uh, what, what about them tickets to uh, Arizona, man? Eagles. Hey, mm-hmm. the boys got to get it done. That's the thing, man. That's that's the thing yeah. now. Is they got to they got to finish strong. And, you know, they, they, they got all the pieces there. And uh, I'm just so happy for uh, so many of these guys. And, and uh, of course, for Jalen Hurts, the way he stepped up, just tremendous. Yeah, because he definitely ain't trying to come out there for no Dallas Super Bowl or no, uh, no, no, no uh, Minnesota Super Bowl. I might not even watch him. Dallas Cowboys make it to the Super Bowl. I might not even watch. I might try and find find like a a a Marvel movie uh, marathon or something to watch that day. Something. Yeah. Well, the Eagles gonna have to do it because they do have a good ball club. Mm -hmm. All right, real quick before we let you go, what is your? Do you have a prediction for Sunday? What's it looking like on Sunday against the Giants? Well, against the Giants, so, you know, definitely uh, I think it's going to be a game where the Eagles uh, handle them. I think they handle them easy. The game will be over, I think, in the third quarter. Uh, they're going to mm-hmm. stop, you know, Saquon because they really don't have any other weapons. Uh, so I see the uh, Eagles probably win this 31-13. 31-13. Yeah, 31-13. Yeah. I, like I like it. I like it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is Gary Cobb, the great Eagles Linebacker, broadcaster, if you're in Philly, make sure you check him out on uh, Game Day Live on Fox 29. That's Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Okay. Gary, thank, thank you, my friend. My pleasure. Have a good right. one.
All right, you too, Thank man. you. Peace. Uh, you like man, that's that, right? good stuff. You, you like you, that? Uh, I, hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. Gary's a good dude, man. Oh, no, no, no. That was fun. That was, that was fun. fun. All right, man. We got to get out of here. Gary said 31-13 Eagles. What's your prediction? I, I, I like the way he's thinking. I was thinking maybe a little more 35-17, but... I think the I Eagles. Think, I think the Eagles are comfortable. Daniel Jones is still the Giants' quarterback. Saquon is healthy and he's a beast. Yeah, but but we know, got Daniel goons Jones, in the middle now. But Daniel Jones always seems to be able to pull out some Sports Center plays when he plays us. This ain't that team. This defense is different. God, I hope so. This, I am not. Look, man. Avanti Maddox might play this week, and if he plays, you that means you have all three corners out there, so you can cover. Your D-line no longer leaks with Davis back. The additions of Joseph and Sue in the middle. It, like, Saquon is good, but it's going to be a tough day for him. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to say 24-13. Okay. 24-13. I don't know if they're just going to just, you know, put up a whole bunch of points on these guys, but I think, you know, maybe they pull away, maybe they pull away late, you know, mm. get that extra, you know, that extra touchdown. I think it – they keep it close enough to keep you, to keep you work, you know, keep you worried. Because the Giants at at some point in time, people were talking about the Giants. Like, okay, this team might be good. They, you know, kind of struggled over the last couple of weeks. So I'm saying, I'm gonna say 24-13 Eagles. I like it. All right, what'd you say? I'm sorry. What, what was I, your prediction? I had 35-17. 35-17. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the Jones and Brown show. You tell us what you think of today's show. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Jonesy and Brown or at BITW Sports. You can go to BITWSports.com, download this podcast. Wherever you get your favorite podcast, make sure you follow us on social media and do all that. All right? That man to my, I guess, screen left is Mike Jones. That's John Brown over there. Thanks, y'all. Have a good week. You did. You did. See, there you go. There you go. You there. I'm here. Y'all out there. Check us out next week, man. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace, y'all. If you feel this podcast, to hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com slash BITW Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown.